Believe it or not, this is the eighth weekend of college football, which means this is also the halfway mark of our entire fall of doing the Y'all Kickoff Show, where we spend two hours talking college football. I am your gracious host. My name is John Rawl. Our website is y'all.com. You can find us on a couple of streaming apps, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Apple Podcast app. And of course, you can find us on great radio stations across the Southeast as we give you two hours of college football fun, getting you ready for kickoff. On today's Y'all Kickoff Show, we're going to look at the ACC in just a few minutes. Our friend from CBS Sports Digital and 24-7 Sports, Jonathan Leifite, is going to walk us through the lineup of ACC fun. Clemson's packing its bags and heading to Louisville. Did you see Louisville versus Wake Forest last weekend? What a thrill ride. And the Cardinals and Scott Satterfield emerged victorious in Winston-Salem. And this weekend, they're going to try to back that performance up with the number three Clemson Tigers coming into Cardinal Stadium. We'll talk about that matchup and more in our ACC Spotlight with Jonathan Lifeite in just a few minutes. And later this hour, it's our friendly ghost. <laughs> now that we're about two weeks away from Halloween, and the ghost of General Gridiron is going to pay us a visit later this hour. The General takes a fun fun look at what's going on in college football this weekend with the big games and more and we'll find out just how well his picks come true when we hear his picks coming up later this hour general gridiron field marshal of football foretelling that's going to wrap up this first hour but when we get to the second hour of the y'all kickoff show I tell you, we have so much stuff here on this show. It's, it's it's really amazing what all we pull off here each and every week. But when we get to the second hour, we'll start it off with our friend, the new daddy, Matt Hermans, our barbecue and Big 12 barrister, as he appears on Tuesday's Y'all Show. And on here, the Y'all Kickoff Show, our celebration of all things college football, we've got him doing double duty. We're going to have him start off now that he's a new father maybe you also have a little one somewhere around your house when it comes football time and if you're out in the backyard cooking you might forget about that little one and guess what we don't want anything bad to happen so we're going to get some barbecue grill safety for the little ones when we start our big 12 feature and then we're going to get that barbecue barrister to switch over to big 12 barrister and matt hermans is going to walk us through the lineup of big 12 fun you got kansas and Les miles going to the 40 acres to take on the texas longhorns the horn trying to get back on the winning side after losing there in Dallas to OU last weekend. Speaking of OU, they got a big game in Norman that Matt Hermans will break it all down for you. All the Big 12 action. Every game this weekend in that conference features conference versus conference, and it's going to be a good weekend here in Week 8 for Big 12 fans. Can Baylor stay perfect? They've got a road trip that will break it all down with Matt Hermans. All that coming up at the start of the second hour. And then, of course, hey, it's SEC football weekend time, and we're going to do something special. We're going to bring in our friend from Lexington, Kentucky, Mike Allison. He'll be coming on for many years. He worked with me on the Kentucky Cat Line, and he is just a, a fountain of knowledge of U.K. sports, basketball and football, a little baseball, too. And Mike Allison is going to be our guest talking Big Blue Nation. Big Blue Nation enjoyed that win last weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks, and the reward for that win is a road trip between the hedges where you've got an angry bunch of dogs still just uh, sulking about their loss to the Gamecocks last weekend in Athens. And are they going to come back and get revenge against Kentucky in a big way? Or are they still shell-shocked? Can Kentucky go between the hedges and pull out another win? 
We'll talk about all that with Mike Allison in the second hour. And we wrap up today's Y'all Kickoff Show looking at the group of five schools. We already have a couple of games in the books in the group of five. The battle for the belt went down on Wednesday night between the Troy Trojans and the South Alabama Jaguars. We'll let you know about all of the Sunbelt action taking place today. Yes, there, there's a little bit going on, but they got a jump start big time in that conference here this week. But we'll also look at the American Conference. You got the Tulane Green Wave and the Memphis Tigers meeting up at the Liberty Bowl. Both teams only have one loss apiece. So that's going to be a fun game on Saturday evening. And then you also have a chance to hear all about the CUSA lineup this weekend. And if that's not enough, we wrap up our y'all kickoff show looking at some fun FCS matchups going on, including a battle in the state of Mississippi between the Jackson State Tigers and the Mississippi Valley State. State Delta Devils, Jerry Rice, you and Walter Payton, you meet up in the Mississippi Delta, and we'll let you know about all the other fun stuff in FCS football when we get to that point. Again, this is the Y'all Kickoff Show. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. Let's take a quick look at what's going on as far as the top 25 here this weekend as we've got a bunch of really good games. And we had Friday Night Lights with the Northwestern Wildcats-Ohio State matchup taking place, Ryan Field and Evanston. As Ohio State entered that game, linebacker Baron Browning ruled out and Thayer Munford possibly out for the game as OSU ranked number four in the country with the Friday Night Lights game against Northwestern. Now for football Saturday, Clemson, as we said, will be at Louisville at Cardinal Stadium. This is an early game on ABC. It kicks off at 12 noon, 11 central. Louisville 4-2. and two. A lot of people thought Louisville would be capped off this year with about four victories, and Scott Satterfield's already got that number, and he's got a chance to really shock the world. Remember, it was last Saturday, a school from South Carolina upset a number three college, and that would be South Carolina Gamecocks defeating the Clemson. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself. They defeated the Georgia Bulldogs. They got a chance to defeat the Clemson Tigers at the end of the season in Williams-Brice Stadium, but Clemson now the number three team in the country they're going to be at louisville and louisville they've got a really talented freshman quarterback that entered the season i think as a third stringer but he looked very good in the game against wake forest and winston-salem last saturday night a barn burner that had i think over 110 points scored between the deeks and the cardinals now louisville at home against clemson clemson still trying to get past that north carolina game they did a good job against florida state after an open week But they still have that baggage from UNC, and now they're back on the road for the first time since that game at Keenan Stadium. Can Louisville emerge victorious or will Clemson come in there and destroy them? Tune in and find out on ABC. It's the high noon game. On Fox at high noon on football Saturday, the OU Sooners, who are at number five this week, host the West Virginia Mountaineers. The Nears 3-3 three and three on the season. This game from Memorial Stadium in Norman should be not too much of a challenge for the Sooners. Jalen Hurts looking real good, and he did it in the air. He did it on the land and could have done it by sea if given a chance against the Texas Longhorns last week in Big D. Wisconsin's ranked number six. They'll be on the road at Memorial Stadium in Champaign where the Illinois Illini await. Illinois is 2-4 and four and just is a horrible football program there. Lovey Smith, I'm not sure what's going to happen with his future future 
but Wisconsin rolls in undefeated and ranks sixth in the country. This game on the Big Ten Network, it's set for a 12 noon, 11 central time kick. Florida and South Carolina are also an early game. This is at Williams-Brice Stadium as Florida got their butts handed to them in the second half by LSU in week seven, and now they get to go up to Columbia for this game against Will Muschamp's resurgent pack of roosters, and Carolina is three and three, and many people have said they've got the hardest football schedule in the country i don't doubt that but boy they looked good last weekend in georgia and if no other reason they didn't give up they had uh, ryan helinski or whatever his name is he got hurt in the game and had to sit on the equipment box for most of the game and the backup guy who really is not by nature a quarterback came in he'd been a wide receiver in the program and he did just enough to get them a victory the defense was spectacular that one kid had i think three interceptions one a pick six and georgia shot themselves in the foot south carolina was the better team and in the end muschamp even though i thought he tried to give it away there when he went for that almost 60 yard field goal and gave georgia a chance to have good field position with a chance to win it at the end of regulation luckily for gamecock fans that ended up not working out for UGA, and the Gamecocks go in there and pluck a few hedges away at the end and go back to Columbia victorious over their rival the first time they beat Georgia in about five years. And those are rivals, South Carolina and Georgia, big rivals, at least Gamecock fans consider them their chief SEC rival, and they got that win. Kudos to Will Muschamp, and he's going to keep the the fun going perhaps here in Columbia on this game with the Florida Gators, his old employer, by the way, coming in, Dan Mullen. I thought they had a tough challenge, of course, last weekend in Death Valley against Coach O and the Tigers. And Florida looked good early on, even had the lead at half at the halftime score. But Florida ends up losing that. Joe Burrow looks like an NFL quarterback, and FSU couldn't find a way to stop him in the LSU Tiger offense. And they go down in flames for their first loss of the season. But this game on ESPN, set for a 12 noon Columbia time kick, should be a perfect day at Williams-Brice Stadium. Although it may be some rain. You might want to take a raincoat in to the stadium today, but the temps will be unseasonably in Columbia in the 60s here in in mid-October. Columbia, probably the most hot place in the world, if you ask a lot of people. And your other game going on in the SEC that's a high noon kick of interest is the Arkansas Razorbacks from Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. They're going to be hosting Auburn. Auburn comes in ranked number 11 in the country. This, again, an SEC Network special as Auburn, with that one loss this year to Florida, they are sitting at 5-1. and one. The Hogs are 2-4, and four, still looking for their first SEC victory, and it's going to be tough for them to win that today against Gus Malzahn, going back to his native state. Again, this from Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. On the ESPN2, your high noon game in the top 25 is the number 23-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. They've got the Boilermakers of Purdue riding into Iowa City's Kinnick Stadium. Again, this is going to be on ESPN2, Purdue, and Iowa. When we move into the mid-afternoon lineup, your CBS special features number two LSU going to Davis Wade Stadium. The Cowbells will be clanging as Mississippi State hosts the LSU Tigers. The Dogs 3-3 three and three, and one of the most embarrassing losses from SEC football week seven was MSU losing at Knoxville. Jeremy Pruitt, his team gets their first SEC victory in his tenure there in Knoxville. And MSU still a lot of people questioning 
Now, their own football fortunes with Joe Moorhead after losing that one. State 3-3 three and three this season could spiral way out of control, especially after this weekend with a very powerful LSU team coming in, maybe wanting to make a statement. In past years, LSU and Mississippi State have had, in many LSU fans' eyes, two close calls. In some cases, LSU actually lost to Mississippi State, something that used to never happen. And now LSU has that big number two sitting beside their name, and they cannot afford to lose to a team like Mississippi State, even though this is an SEC road game. It, it's a challenge. It's a CBS game from Octibahaw County, set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Davis Wade Stadium time. In the Pac-12, your mid-afternoon game on ABC from Seattle's Husky Stadium, Oregon, ranked number 12. It's a top 25 matchup, the Ducks and the number 25 Washington Huskies. It's, again, your mid-afternoon set for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick, and I guess that's 12.30 p.m. out there in Seattle for these two Pac-12 programs. American game going on in the mid-afternoon of interest. You got the Temple Owls at the number 19 SMU Mustangs. Yes, Temple 5-1. and one. They look real good beating the teams that they've beaten thus far this year. They took care of business against Georgia Tech, and now they go on the road for a conference game against SMU. The Ponies are in the poll at 19, the highest they've been since Eric Dickerson and Craig James were in the backfield for SMU back in the early 1980s. This game at Gerald J. Ford Stadium in North Dallas going to be a great game and should be awesome there. Sunny and in the 80s there in the Metroplex for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Dallas time kick between the Temple Owls, again, 5-1 and one on the season, and the 6-0 and oh SMU Mustangs and Sonny Dykes, great job there for SMU. A chance to go to 7-0 and with a victory over the Philadelphia School there in Temple. you got a Big Ten game of note going on. How about the Minnesota Golden Gophers? They're ranked 20th in the country. They shouldn't have too much of a problem on the road. This game from HighPoint.com Stadium in Piscataway, New Jersey, as Minnesota takes on the embattled Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers might have been the first team to ever play a college football game, but they might want to show down the program right now they're in all kinds of problems already fired their coach this year and rutgers one and five this game again on the big 10 network set for a 330 east piscataway new jersey time i think that's an east piscataway not piscataway i'm not sure i've never been there have y'all been to piscataway new jersey new jersey Tulsa and Cincinnati have an American game going on at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. The Bearcats ranked 21. They're 5-1. and one. Their only setback was at the Ohio State University, the Golden Hurricane, at 2-4. and four. Again, this is a mid-afternoon game televised on ESPNU and on ESPN Plus on the ESPN Plus digital channel. You can find a Sunbelt game going on from Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone. You got Appalachian State. 24 in the country. Way to go, App State and Coach Strinkwitz. They're hosting the UL Monroe Warhawk Indians. And this, again, again on ESPN Plus, well worth it if you can find it on your digital platform. I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber. I'll be watching this if I get a chance. This game's set for a 330 Boone, North Carolina kick. The undefeated Baylor Bears ranked number 18 in the country. They'll be in Stillwater at Moon Pickens Stadium. Oklahoma State, the Pokes host Baylor. And what a statement game this would be if Baylor can somehow go in there and improve to 7-0. and This is set for a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Stillwater time kick on Fox. The SEC Network has a 4 o'clock game and 3 o'clock Central time kick from Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville. The horrible Vanderbilt Commodores host the number 22 Missouri Tigers, 
Missouri with a big win last week over the Sharks of Mississippi. And Vanderbilt in Week 7 probably had the worst loss of the SEC. I know it's tough to pick a SEC team that played a non-conference opponent as the worst performance, but they lost by over three touchdowns to, uh, get this, UNLV. The Rebels, not the ones out of Oxford, Mississippi, the ones out of Vegas. They came into Vanderbilt Stadium and demolished Vanderbilt. And Derek Mason's got real problems here this year. Vandy, one and five. They've got Missouri. Perhaps they'll right the ship. But right now, that ship of the Commodores seems to be sinking there in West End Country. The Kentucky Wildcats, we'll learn a lot more about them in Hour 2 as our friend Mike Allison will come on to help us break down the Wildcats football program of 2019. Kentucky 3-3. Three and three. They'll be at the number 10 Georgia Bulldogs. This is your evening game on ESPN set for a 6 o'clock Athens time, 5 o'clock Central time. The Dogs trying to get back on the winning side of the ledger after that setback between the hedges against the Gamecocks last weekend. Kentucky with a big win over Arkansas in Week 7. And this again a six o'clock Athens Georgia kick in the Pac-12 the Utah Utes are ranked number 13 and how about this top 20 matchup the Utes and number 17 Arizona State from Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City a game televised on the Pac-12 network set for a six eastern five o'clock start on the Longhorn Network on Saturday evening, you got the Texas Longhorns, who are 15th in the country, coming off that loss to Oklahoma. They'll be hosting Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. The Jayhawks sitting at 2-4 and four right now. Texas with those two losses to LSU and OU. This from Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin, set for a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Austin time kick. And on ABC, your Saturday night game is Michigan and Penn State, a top 20 matchup. The Wolverines come in with one loss on the season. Penn State is still perfect. James Franklin continues to impress all in college football with his nitty lines and his days at Vanderbilt as well. As Penn State ranked number seven has got this big game from Beaver Stadium. It'll be white out time there in Happy Valley. And this game on ABC set for a 7.30 Beaver Stadium time kick. In the SEC, Tennessee and Alabama have the primetime spot on ESPN from Bryant-Denny the third Saturday in October. Alabama, number one, shouldn't have too much of a problem with the Vols coming in, but the Vols with a little mojo as they got the victory over Mississippi State last weekend. This again, a eight o'clock, or rather nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central kick on ESPN. And your last top twenty-five matchup going on to tell you about from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, the number fourteen Boise State Broncos, who are perfect at six and zero, right in to Provo to take on the BYU Cougars on ESPN two. This game set for a ten fifteen Eastern, nine fifteen Central kick. And that should be, what, 8-15 out in Provo, Utah, between Boise State and their Western foe, the BYU Cougars. And that's what's going on in Top 25 football here on this eighth weekend of college football. Before we dive headfirst in the next segment into what's going on in the ACC, let's give you a quick couple of notes that have happened in college football in the last couple of hours or day or so. We know now from the University of Alabama program that defensive lineman Antonio Alfano has officially entered the NCAA transfer portal. He was a true freshman and was the number 28 recruit in the 2019 class out of Colonia High School in Colonia, New Jersey and was the fourth highest ranked recruit for the Crimson Tide in the 2019 class. But according to his father, his son wanted to enter the transfer portal and had the option of staying at Alabama, but now is going to be moving away from Nick Saban 
and the Crimson Tide. So he won't be there, I guess, participating in the third Saturday of October game. But speaking of that third Saturday of October rivalry, we know a little bit more about the other side of the ball as Tennessee Vols quarterback Brian Mora well, his decision will be a game-time decision whether he'll be the quarterback for the Vols in that game against the number 1 Alabama Crimson Tide. Pruitt said that this will be a decision after the freshman suffered a concussion last week. Pruitt said at his press conference that Mar had some reps at the previous night's practice and added he's going to be fine, but they're going to wait after the practice here leading into the game to make that decision. We'll keep it under wraps. Remember, the the guess the more quiet you can be, the better off you'll be if you're a coach, even if the guy's not even going to play. Let let Nick Saban maybe spend a few extra minutes pondering whether Brian Marr is going to be facing him on the other sideline when these two get together in Bryant Denny Stadium. And also want to let you know as we wrap up our headlines from across college football heading into weekend number eight. The Big 12, did you see that game last week between Texas Tech and Baylor from McLean Stadium in Waco? It was a wild one, went in double overtime, and the Baylor somehow found a way to escape. But there was a terrible decision from the referees in that game. And now the Big 12 has issued a $25,000 fine and a public reprimand to the AD at Texas Tech, Kirby Hocutt, after he released a statement about an officiating error in the Red Raiders' loss at Baylor the previous weekend. Hocutt said on Sunday that the Big 12 had acknowledged an officiating error on an illegal snap ruling during the first overtime period. And during that period, Jake Ford Morgan of Baylor snapped the ball into his backside and the ball hit the ground where Texas Tech actually recovered it. But officials whistled the play dead, ruled an illegal snap on Fru Morgan, which prevented the turnover. And then Baylor went on to score a touchdown. Texas Tech ended up going into a second overtime, but ultimately lost to Baylor 33-30. to Hocutt said in the statement he had been confirmed that the ruling on the field of an illegal snap was incorrect. The play is not reviewable by rule because it is a dead ball judgment call by the official. Again, the Big 12 not happy with this athletic director out in Lubbock saying bad things about the conference. So they find Texas Tech athletic director Kirby Hocutt. Now, Red Raider fans, you know what to do. Raise money and have a GoFundMe for Kirby Hocutt so he doesn't have to pay this ridiculous fine. I think he was just standing up for his program. And it was a terrible decision. If you don't believe me, you need to hear what Matt Hermans has had to say about it. Go back and listen to our Tuesday Y'all show, y'all.com. Our barrister of Big 12 football had a lot to say about that game. But that is the latest in college football headlines here as we enter this weekend. When we come back on the Y'all kickoff show, oh, we got a great guest. Jonathan Lifeheight of 24-7 Sports is going to be on to tell us about weekend number eight of ACC. It's going to be a couple of big games. NC State's going to try to win in Beantown. We'll let you know about that one and more. Clemson's on the road as well. A lot of good games going on in ACC country. Jonathan Lifeheight's going to tell us about it right after the break. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
Clemson is ranked number three in the country, and the Tigers are getting ready for another road test. Welcome back to the Y'all Kickoff Show, getting you ready for weekend number eight, football Saturday. And here in our ACC spotlight of the Y'all Kickoff Show, we welcome in from CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network, our friend Jonathan Leifite to help walk us through all of the ACC fun and those Tigers out of Clemson, South Carolina at number three, ranked in the country in that position they were number one just a couple of weeks ago and they keep slipping and sliding away but they're still winning they're six and oh and they're going to be facing off against a new coach in louisville as scott satterfield has his cardinals at four and two the u of l at cardinal stadium hosting this clemson football bunch and we're getting ready for this one we're going to welcome in our friend to help us break it down on this busy busy acc football weekend and jonathan can louisville pull off the shocker sure they can i mean they had a pretty decent showing to, to open the season up against a pretty darn good louisville team and if clemson you know they they showed on the road that uh they can be vulnerable they they, they barely got by a uh you know kind of a mediocre north carolina team so uh yeah so i think louisville could do it but uh you know it'll certainly take you know, Clemson playing down to the competition and Louisville playing out of their minds. All right. Well, Clemson and Louisville, Louisville with those two losses on the season. And if you're sitting there thinking, okay, who did they lose to? Well, they had a pretty tough loss that opening weekend, losing to Notre Dame at home, 35-17. That was that Labor Day Monday night game. And then their other game that's a little bit more of a head-scratcher because they actually helped give FSU some credit when they lost in Tallahassee, 35-24. But other than that, the Cardinals have taken care of business against ACC foes Boston College yep. at Wake. And now with Clemson, they could easily get another conference win on the season. And that'll be one of those <laughs> early games to be looking out for. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say easily, but they could get another one. <laughs> I don't know how I said that. I'm sorry if, I'm, if it came across that this was going to be an easy win. No, I just said yeah. they could easily I, I don't know what i was saying hey it's clemson and louisville for goodness sakes which clemson has certainly had the upper hand as louisville's been an acc competitor for about five years now also early saturday action includes boston college and beantown hosting the nc state Wolfpack. and last weekend when nc state had the big home game against the syracuse orange this was kind of a do or die game for dave doran and nc state which is trying to make a case to be the football school of the state of North Carolina. I guess they looked a little bit more impressive in that quest with the win over the Orange, but now they got to back it up. At 4-2, and two, they'll be going on the road to Chestnut Hill. Yeah, that'll be a little tougher match for them, I think, uh, in terms of you know getting away from home. But uh, uh, BC's been kind of a kind of a weird team. They lost to Kansas and have won some other games. I just don't know what to make of them. Yeah, well, it could be a, a regime change if Adazio doesn't get things squared away here in 2019. Yep. All right. I don't know if they're going to be a regime change in Atlanta, but I'm sure some people are having second thoughts. Georgia Tech yeah. is going to be on the road in South Florida at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. They face off against the Miami Hurricanes. This is your final early game of the ACC. This is a 12 noon, 11 central kick on the ACC network. Jeff Collins. He goes up against Manny Diaz. Yeah, and uh, it'll probably be a tough road road to hoe for uh, tough road to hoe for uh, for the Jackets again. They're just uh, offense is getting a little better, but the defense now seems to be slipping. They look had looked a little better early on in the season, but now it's looking 
like they're you're starting to get beat up and and beat up beat upon so you know hopefully uh, uh the, the one good thing is is the hurricane offense isn't much of a matchup isn't much of a of a of a challenge but nonetheless you know when you're they're going to be playing a really 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 good uh hurricane defense and i think they'll struggle to get some points on the board Question to you, Georgia Tech insider Jonathan Leifite of CBS Sports yep. Digital and 24-7 Sports. The current coordinators for the Jackets, defense and offense, did they both come directly from Temple? Yeah, they did. They both followed Collins directly from Temple. And last year, that one was offensive coordinator and one was defensive coordinator of the Owls? That, that is correct. Dave Padanod was the uh, offensive coordinator and Andrew Thacker was the defensive coordinator. Now, I will tell you, Thacker gets a lot of help from uh from collins who was a, a dc himself when he was an assistant so uh, he probably gets a little more help padding is a, a kind of on his own more so all right your mid-afternoon game and acc play goes down in lane stadium in blacksburg as the four and two Hokies host the north carolina tar hills and Mac Brown's team is three and three on the season. We're still trying to find out which direction these two programs are going. Jonathan Lifeout, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, this is another one. This is a really hard game to pick. Uh, Virginia Tech has has struggled, but managed to get some victories. North Carolina, they take Clemson to the brink. They lose to Appalachian State. Which team's going to show up? Who knows? Yeah. So this will be uh, this will be a very much a. Uh, uh, kind of a, you know, you can pretty much flip a coin on this one. And I was kind of piling on the Cavaliers a few minutes ago with you, Jonathan. Virginia is four and two. They've only lost two games on the yep. season. So let's not think the ship has totally sailed there for Bronco Mendenhall, but his team hosts a four and two Duke Blue Devils team at Scott Stadium. This is another mid afternoon kick on the ACC network. Yeah. Another, uh, another really key. If uh, Miami wants to win, excuse me, if Virginia wants to win the the Coastal like folks think they should, they've got to win this game. Um, Going two games down to division rivals would be pretty much a death knell, uh, you know, in terms of their chances because they'll lose. They'll have to win all kinds of crazy tiebreakers in order to to get it. So they can't afford really to lose any more Coastal games if they expect to be in the championship game. And Cutcliffe's Devils last week looked pretty good in dispatching Georgia Tech. What did you think of what he's got going on there this year for the Duke Blue Devils? Yeah, it's tough to say. They they uh they uh certainly, you know, took care of took care of business. I think they've got to their offense has been a little different. They've actually been running a decent amount of triple option, believe it or not, out of Cutcliffe. Um, so Quentin Harris is a little different quarterback than what they had last year. Um, of course, you had uh, Daniel Jones going number six in the draft. So he's retooled it and made it look pretty decent, but it's just a different kind of a different animal. And they've, they're always solid, always fundamental, and always well coached. Well, as I happened to tune in and see that game, hardly anybody was there at Wallace Wade Stadium for that one. <laughs> well, that's always the case. <laughs> but I got to give them credit. They brought in the head ball coach for that game. Oh, uh, they brought in Shashevsky, huh? No, Steve Spurrier was there. Oh, oh was he? Yeah. <laughs> of course, your 1989 ACC champion, Duke Blue Devils, under Steve Spurrier. But he was there uh-huh. for the game. And I guess when you're not coaching these days, as Spurrier is not – he can show up and and attend a Duke football game. Remember, every year Steve Spurrier gives Duke a number one vote in the preseason poll. Well, he used to actually he'd just give them the twenty fifth vote. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, well yeah. they they may be and number they, one. 
and then they took it away from him, I think, for that very reason. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, he was always appreciative yeah. of Duke University giving him his first collegiate gig. Of course, he came there yep. after being a head coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL. How about that? Yep. Yeah, and before that, he was uh, actually an assistant at Georgia Tech under Pepper Rogers. Yep. He's been all over the place, and I actually saw him coach yep. his last football game, Jonathan, back in March. I had him in Memphis. I saw him coach his last football game, maybe ever, as he was the coach of the Orlando Apollos of the Alliance of American Football, which had a team called the Atlanta Legends for a little while. Yep. Uh, that was an interesting league. I thought they might make a little noise and then they just up and folded can't understand (laughs) how that didn't work out but it was good to see spurrier in a in a fun environment a game he actually won and then they claimed the championship for that league too the orlando apollos our last acc game this weekend is back at bb and t field in winston-salem and in saturday night lights here this week they hope they can emerge as a victorious wake forest demon deacon dave clausen's bunch welcomes in the three and three Florida State Seminoles, a game televised on the ACC Network starting at 7.30 Eastern. That one should be an interesting game. Uh, Florida State, you know, they've also been up and down, had a good win against Louisville, but they also had bad losses that, you know, they got blown out by Clemson, got beat by uh, Boise State. So eh, we'll have to see which team shows up. The good news is, is, is with Florida State is if you can keep it close early on, it seems like you've got a, a good chance to win because they seem to fold in the second half. And some developing news on the Wake Forest quarterback front. Jamie Newman, his status will be evaluated later in the week. Luke Masterson is out for the entire season, that from the Wake Forest camp. So that's your final game on Saturday evening. Wake Forest hosting Florida State. Should be a fun ACC Week 8. Jonathan Lifeite, as always, we can't thank you enough for dropping by and sharing the ACC goodness. You betcha. You guys uh, have a great weekend, a great weekend. What a nice young fellow there. (laughs) When we come back on y'all show, speaking of a nice guy, we got the general of all things college football. General Gridiron is set to come on and give his prognostication of weekend number eight of college football. Get your pen and paper ready and see how the general, how he calls balls and strikes here on that segment that's coming up next. General Gridiron, Phil Marshall, a football foretelling. It's up next. Don't miss it on the y'all kickoff show this is a cow a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair but cheese only lasts so long the impression a small business makes needs to last much longer and now vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own the choice is yours the time is now for limited time only get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999 that's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com vistaprint own the now My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasted. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend number eight is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? 
College football is awesome because it's full of surprising upsets. Uh, Georgia wide left against the Gamecocks and absolute beatdowns too. See Clemson and FSU last weekend. And you can look for similar results during this weekend's action. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Oregon at Washington. This Pac-12 North rivalry features two teams in the top 25. UW checks in at number 25 this week, while the Donald Ducks have continued to rebound from their opening weekend Big D defeat to Auburn. Oregon is number 12 this week. Harry the Husky loves it when the little white ducks from south of the Columbia River are brave enough to show up in big city Seattle for their biennial battle at the greatest setting in college football. (laughs) And this year's migration north will not be kind to Mario Cristobal's quack attack. The General's victor, Washington. Florida at South Carolina. The Rooster Boosters are a-strutting this week. Wins against a number three team, and on the road, they don't come regularly for the Columbia Poultry Company. Cocky gets to stay at his Williams-Brice barn this weekend as an SEC East behemoth awaits the number nine Florida Gators, fresh off a butt-thumping in Death Valley. Going into this early Saturday contest, USC has a little bit of a miracle on their side. The injury that kept QB Ryan Holinsky sitting atop an equipment box during the second half between the hedges turns out to only be a sprain, and old number three is expected to play against Dan Mullen's boys from old Florida. This should be a gall-darn-good gridiron game. The Generals' victor in an upset, the South Carolina Gamecocks. West Virginia at Oklahoma. The mountain men are down in the holler, a very deep holler, and it may be some time before Neil Brown can get this bunch climbing back atop Spruce Knob. Out in Norman, Lincoln Riley and Jalen Hurts are not atop college football's Mount Everest, but outside the SEC peaks, they're kind of a Mount Mitchell or in Oklahoma, better a Black Mesa. Number one will be back to his old tricks inside Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, passing and running his way to being the Crimson and Cream's latest Heisman contender. The Generals' victor, Oklahoma. Temple at SMU. Okay, who envisioned a top 25 matchup in mid-October of these two American athletic institutions? Uh, probably nobody. The Ponies are running wild, and at 6-0 are sitting pretty at number 19 this week. An amazing coaching job by Sonny Dykes. The Philly Specials survived a tough battle against Memphis last weekend, and with beat-down victories over Power 5 programs Maryland and Georgia Tech, oh, they also lost somehow to Buffalo, Rod Carey's big city night birds aren't going to like this mid-afternoon meetup in Dallas. All right, the Mustangs with funny last names, quarterback Shane Buchel in his arm, and wide receiver James Prochet's capable receiving hands will have TU mascot Hooter T. Owl uh, hollering, Who gonna take me back to Philly? Now, <laughs> the Generals' victor, SMU. LSU at Mississippi State. The Bullies lost in Week 7 to Tennessee. Sorry, Vol fans, but your first conference win in two years should not have come to what we thought was an improving Joe Moorhead-coached army of ankle-biters. Down in Red Stick, they're experiencing the opposite end of success. Them Tigers roared in the second half against those water lizards, looking so good doing it, the pollsters have supplanted that imposter Death Valley bunch from the northwest corner of South Carolina. Congrats to Ed Orgeron and the number two LSU Tigers. In Stark Vegas... Those Tigers will roar again and stomp the cow school canines with relative ease. The General's victor, LSU. 
Still to come on this college football forecast. It is the third Saturday in October. Know what that means, SEC fans? Also, the one-loss Memphis Tigers and the one-loss Tulane Green Wave have a great game going down at the Liberty Bowl. Who's going to win? I'll tell you in a moment when General Gridiron returns. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. General Gridiron back with you. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. You know, each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the southeast. In Lenore City, Tennessee, just south of Knoxville, on WLIL-AM 730 and FM 102.7, the legendary WLIL radio home of the Lenore City Panthers. And General Gridiron is on the radio home of Bunky Panther football, KZLG-FM 95.9 in Marksville, Louisiana. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Michigan at Penn State. The Big Ten East race remains up for grabs. James Franklin's Keystone Feline survived an upset bid in Iowa's Golden Corn Patch last Saturday and now trekked back to Happy Valley for a whiteout against a fellow conference heavyweight. We'll know a lot more about Franklin and Jimmy Harbaugh's boys when this one wraps. The Lions have allowed just 49 points in six games. Great job, PSU defensive coordinator Brent Pry, a Lexington, Virginia native. The general doesn't think coaches Pry and James Franklin have to lose much sleep thinking them Ann Arbor weasels can put up a bunch of points in this one. The general's victor, Penn State. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Last weekend against Double T, the unblemished Bears had a little help from the Zebras to get another win and climb up to number 18. But Stillwater won't be so friendly on this football Saturday. The Pokes and their I'm a man, I'm 40 leader have been riding too deep in the sagebrush and are pretty close to falling off the cliff of irrelevance unless they do their traditional midseason shocker and get to riding in the right direction for once. This game will be a high scorer, and Pistol Pete's gun will have one more bullet to blast in Bruiser Bear's hindsight. The General's victor, Oklahoma State. 
Arizona State at Utah. ASU freshman quarterback Jaden Daniels almost was a Ute. Only a year ago, he was on the UU campus soaking in the sights of a big-time win over those Southern Cal Trojans. But the Herminator got Daniels to ink a deal with the Phoenix behemoth, and based on the early results, it was a great decision by the San Bernardino native. Number 5 has completed 63.1% of his passes for over 1,600 yards and has cruised the turf 198 yards in six games. His counterpart on the home sideline, senior Tyler Huntley, he ain't bad. <laughs> so watch for the defenses to stand strong at Rice-Eccles in this top 20 contest that will be eerily close. The Generals' victor, the homestanding Utah Utes. Tennessee at Alabama. Yep, I just looked at the calendar, and this is the third Saturday in October, which means the Crimson Tide and Volunteers align for the 102nd time. Since that first rendezvous back in 1901, which ended in a tie, by the way, the Tide and Vols have been the top two programs in the Southeastern Conference. But 15 years of futility on Rocky Top means the Big Orange have kind of lost their bite. And the Auburns, Floridas, Georgias, and those Bayou Bengals are more than ready to take that number two spot. UT has not won this rivalry game since back in 2006, and they ain't winning this year. Those UA victory cigars? Boys, smoke them if you got them. The General's victor, Alabama. Tulane at Memphis. Roll wave, or go Tigers go. This duo of AAC West schools have only one setback on their schedule and still control their own destiny for American supremacy. Saturday night in the Bluff City's Liberty Bowl Stadium, that win will be working its way eastward from the nearby mighty Mississippi. And because of that, Riptide will be a wave of excitement as his coach, Willie Fritz, shifts to an impressive ground assault of the home team. The olive and blue will be true, and Tiger High will be back to feeling low. The General's victor, Tulane in a close one. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the land, but hang on to your helmet, there's more around the corner. We'll be back after this short commercial break to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with the all-important rapid-fire picks. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Auburn blows out Arkansas. Iowa isolates Purdue. Texas Easy versus Les Miles Kansas Jayhawks. Texas A&M marches on Mississippi. Boise State is all offense at BYU. Miami washes away Georgia Tech. NC State feast on Boston College. Missouri wins big at Vanderbilt. Idaho wins the Battle of the Domes against in-state foe, Idaho State. Air Force is Mach 2 at Hawaii. Iowa State beats Texas Tech. Clemson clobbers Louisville. Wake Forest rebounds against Florida State. Kansas State super close against TCU. Appalachian State remains perfect versus Louisiana Monroe. Duke dogs Virginia. North Carolina surprises Virginia Tech. Southern Miss and Golden Eagles quarterback Jack Abraham fly high at Louisiana Tech. 
And Georgia doesn't go wide left this week against Kentucky. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week's edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Simply search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all, y'all. We salute you, General Gridiron. Thank you so much for that great info. Well, that will wrap up the first hour of our Y'all kickoff show. We've already looked at the ACC action, and we've told you about all the top 25 games going on. But when we come back in hour two, we'll start it off with our friend Matt Hermans, the Big 12 barrister and the barbecue barrister. And he's going to tell us about this weekend's lineup of Big 12 action. Some darn good games going on. Oklahoma State, they've got Baylor coming in. Should be a dandy. We'll get Matt Hermans' take. And so many more games of note going on, including Les Miles, the Mad Hatter, going to the 40 Acres for the first time as the coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll let you know about that with Matt Hermans to start hour number two. And we'll continue the fun in hour two with our look at SEC fun. And, hey, to do that, we're going to go straight to Lexington, Kentucky. Mike Allison is going to come on to help us break down weekend eight of SEC We've got Florida at South Carolina. Georgia's got those Kentucky Wildcats coming between the hedges. And LSU will be at Mississippi State, plus some other fun games like Texas A&M marching into Oxford. We'll let you know about all that with our SEC Spotlight. And we'll wrap up hour number two with our college football lanyap. We'll look back at some Sun Belt, some Conference USA fun, and, of course, American football fun. Tulane will be going up the Mississippi River to take on the Memphis Tigers here on this football Saturday night, and we'll let you know more about that matchup. Plus, we'll look at some of the FCS contest of the South going on this weekend in our college football lanyap that will conclude with a little from Dixie with love. All that ahead in the second hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show with the general of all things Southern, John Rawl. Into the Y'all Kickoff Show for another hour of Southern College Football Greatness. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here on this show that's a production of y'all.com. Go to the website right now and learn so much about Dixie. Y-A-L-L.com. We got stories about haunted places all over the South that you can just read all day about. And, of course, each and every day that we have the Y'all Show, the two-hour all-Southern program with news, sports, politics, cooking, music, news, culture. It's all right there at y'all.com. Check it out. The ultimate guide to the South. Also, go to the y'all.com Facebook page and like it. That's all we ask, just just for you to, to kind of give us a spin. 
And if you are kind enough to give us one of those great spins, I think you'll like what you find. Here, in this hour of the Y'all kickoff show, for example, if you give us a little loop there on your 33 or 45 LP, you'll get a dose of Big 12 football from Matt Herman's. And in just a little bit, you'll hear all about the SEC, courtesy of Mike Allison, direct from Lexington, Kentucky. He's going to put his big blue shades on and give us the Kentucky's perspective of things. But we'll also walk through the Week 8 lineup of the Southeastern Conference, some real good games i'm looking forward to seeing lsu back up that number two ranking going into davis way to take on the bullies i'm looking to see if south carolina can keep the momentum they got after beating georgia last week they've got another top 10 game as the florida gators will muschamp's old employer comes into williams bryce stadium for a game in columbia those are just two of the really good ones going on in sec football here on this football football saturday and we'll walk through all of the lineup with mike allison later this hour and we'll wrap up today's y'all kickoff show with with a college football lagnapia also known as college football land yet we'll look at group of five games sunbelt cusa and american conference and some fcs action going on across the southeast and the socon the caa the ohio valley conference and more and then we'll wrap up today with from dixie with love well it's time now to put the big 12 in focus and matt hermans is going to come on to do that but before we have him talk football we got to congratulate matt hermans he just had his first child the other day with he and his beautiful bride they had a nice beautiful baby girl born and we're excited about that and in the spirit of having a newborn as a person who's had a kid, believe it or not, I've actually had a child. <laughs> and in the spirit of having a child, I know what it was like when you have that first one. You kind of start freaking out about things around the house, trying to be safe. And since Matt is our barbecue guy, hey, we thought perhaps he might be able to tell us a few things about your own setup. If you've got little ones or maybe you're a grandparent, you've got the little ones coming over from time to time. You're going to be some doing some grilling on game day. You might need to think about the little the little people. And so to do that, some barbecue grill safety real quick from this is a public service announcement, courtesy of the Y'all Kickoff Show, coming from Matt Hermans. When you talk about a charcoal grill or a smoker, uh, whether it's a sidebox smoker, whether you're talking about a barrel smoker, anything like that, it's generally something that's freestanding. It does not have a frame around it, uh, and it's really easy to go up and just... Uh, put those little hands or, or something else on the smoker because there's nothing around it. And even if even a, even a grill, you know, we're not talking about a 600 degree gas grill, but even a smoker cruising along at 250, 275, maybe even 300, if you like to cook relatively hot, um, that can burn. Yeah, that can definitely burn, especially little hands. So I would say keep an eye on the kiddos uh, when you've got a, your smoker going outside because every part of that sucker, particularly if you've got a a big side box or a barrel smoker is going to be hot to the touch. So I'd say explain it. If your kid's old enough to kind of understand what, what hot is and uh, what not to touch, of course, explain that to him or her. Uh, but, you know, you may want to keep, uh, you want to keep something uh, around it to kind of block them off because uh, kids are kind of clumsy, as we all know, too. You can fall into a smoker. Duly noted, Barrister. Thank you for that helpful information. Again, if you've got little ones in your grilling area, please take caution and, and do the things he was kind of telling you to secure that grill so you don't have to have any little folks go to the hospital for injuries due to a hot grill and such. 
Well, let's now talk a little Big 12 football with the Barrister. And we've got a busy, busy day of Big 12 games going on. Everybody's playing each other. That's one of the great things about this conference. And we'll start off in Austin on the 40 acres at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. you got the Horns ranked number 15 in the land, hosting Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. And we have to ask Matt Hermans, this game televised on the Longhorn Network, by the way, starting at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Can the Mad Hatter go to the state capital of the Lone Star State and pull out the miracle win? Man, I feel like you say I feel like you say anything uh, very confidently about what Les Miles can or can't do, and he'll surprise you. But no, I don't think no, I don't see Kansas coming into Texas. I believe uh, you know Longhorns are still a, a decent football team, and they'll they'll bounce back. Uh, they're not going to lose to Kansas. That would uh, put it this way: that would the bloom would come off the, the rose uh, for the coaching staff pretty quickly if that did happen. Well, so, that's what happened I to mean, Charlie Strong. He lost to Kansas, um, and he was gone almost yeah. like the next day. And speaking of yeah, speaking of blooms falling off, um, that is what happened. So no, I don't think I don't think Ali Texas is going to beat. Uh, pardon me, I don't think Texas is going to, to lose to Kansas. Uh, okay. Kansas will play 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 hard. I'm sure. Uh, but that'll be a win for Texas. Well, I know that Kansas beat Texas there in Lawrence when Charlie Strong ended up getting fired. I can't remember any time that Kansas has won in Austin, Texas. Can you? I want to go back to. Oof, I want to go back to the um, Mangino days. Mangino days. Ooh. Yeah, um, when they went to a BCS bowl, I think they lost one game that season. So that would have. I'm gonna have to. I, I don't have my almanac in front of me as those even, those even exist anymore. But what I'm what I'm thinking is. Uh, they either if they did lose to to Texas that year, then they that would have been the only loss if I if I remember correctly. So that's possible. I can't say for sure, but the Kansas did have a two or three year span there with Mark Mangino where they were pretty much beating everybody yeah. at least once. Yeah, they were a dynasty before Nick Saban came that's right. on the scene. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we yeah, could have been talking about Kansas back. having back to back to back national championships if they'd have left the big guy oh. in place. <laughs> hey, you know what? BCS Bowl, Kansas Jayhawks, incredible. Yep. Yeah. Orange Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Oklahoma, ranked number five in the country and one of the two unbeatens of the Big 12. They'll be hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers this weekend. This game set for a noon kick on noon Eastern, 11 Central time kick on Fox. Will West Virginia put up a fight? They're three and three overall right now. No. Okay. <laughs> No, West Virginia is struggling. Um, they've had a quarterback change. Austin Kendall uh, was benched. Uh, who knows if he's going to be the starter this next week? We'll find out. I think they're looking for some answers there uh, in Morgantown. Neil Brown's got to find something that works there. But Oklahoma, just too good uh, on offense and defense, especially at home. Incredibly difficult place to play. Um, Oklahoma rolls in that. All right. Well, you've been bragging about Matt Campbell, head coach of the Cyclones, and Iowa State churns its way into Lubbock's Jones AT&T Stadium where the Texas Tech Red Raiders await, and their AD already coming out this week with his explanation of what happened in that blown call and the loss to Baylor. This is set for a Fox Sports 1 kickoff at 12 noon, 11 Lubbock time. And I think this is going to be a matchup of a really good one, a really evenly paired matchup here, Matt. Yeah, I think I think this should be a good one. The Texas Tech defense has been playing uh, pretty well. Uh, that's weird, weird for most people to to hear. 
offense struggling, um, like you said before, some quarterback issues, some offensive line issues, but the defense really, uh, really has come to play uh, this year and has stepped up. There's some good players on that tech defense. Broderick Washington on the defensive line, Jordan Brooks, big linebacker, probably will be an NFL player. There's a couple other guys with some ability uh, that uh, Matt Wells has there on defense. So um, they'll come to play. They'll play well. They'll play hard. That's one thing that Tech has done this year is uh, is play play hard. There hasn't been any give up in these guys. Uh, that's one thing you can say. But Iowa State will be looking to kind of remain on the outside looking in at the Big 12 title race. Uh, they still control their own destiny, of course. They have not played Oklahoma. So um, or Texas, but Oklahoma, of course, clearly in the driver's seat. So they would like to remain in control of their own destiny, and they will be coming in motivated uh, to to Lubbock. Um, it'll be windy. Uh, it's fall. Uh, it'll be brisk. It will be uh, chilly, and it will be kind of football weather there in West Texas uh, when, when they roll in. So I anticipate a good game. Uh, probably not as many points scored as you would imagine. Uh, but I imagine this one will come down to, to, to the fourth quarter, hopefully not to any snaps uh, mm-hmm. or uh, things like that. Yeah, no illegal <laughs> illegal hikes of the football here yeah, in this one. Right. Yeah. Iowa State yeah. does have that one conference loss. They lost a close one to Baylor a few weeks back, so mm-hmm. that's why they control their own destiny. But they've got to hope Baylor loses along the way at some point. Right. And you mentioned the weather, the wind, and all. Does that make throwing tortillas a little bit tougher there at Jones AT and T when you got a lot of lot of wind? Well, you just got to kind of plan for that angle you know you got to uh yeah it, it makes it more exciting okay. that because you it's don't know where it's going to end up huh yeah you got to tilt it you know you got to play off the wind especially if it's swirling it's just kind of uh you know where's it going to end up it's just more exciting the three and two tcu horn frogs and the three and two k-state wildcats have an appointment at manhattan's bill snyder family stadium this is set for a 230 eastern 130 manhattan time kick and what do we think about these two purple programs getting together here this weekend i was about to say battle of the purples um yeah two teams two teams that are hard to gauge you know tcu uh had a uh, has had a couple good wins, had a couple of um, bad losses. Uh, the SMU loss, not not necessarily a bad loss, although SMU did uh, go on to lose a game after that that they probably should have won. But um, interesting team, really hard. They got a freshman quarterback in Duggan, uh, who who I think does have some ability there in Fort Worth. But um, you know they're getting the pieces back together. Gary Patterson, I think he's just got one of these teams that's kind of in between years here. Uh, they're going to play hard on defense. Kansas State, these teams are similar in that neither one of them is going to necessarily um, week in, week out, just drop a ton of points on you. Both of them are going to play good defense. They're going to be uh, pretty sound. They're not going to commit a whole lot of like suicidal type uh, penalties on for themselves. Um, I think it may come down to the home field, uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Like I say, we've kind of been uh, talking about uh, Coach Snyder and how comfortable he is on the couch. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, at three and two. He's okay. He's probably still, he's probably popping a beverage still kind of enjoying the season. But if they lose to TCU, you know, Hey, maybe we'll revisit that next week. I think, uh, I think it's going to come down to two pretty closely matched teams who play similar styles of football. And I think, uh, I think Kansas state may squeak by just because of uh, the home field there, which is an underrated home field advantage there in Manhattan. Well, Matt Hermans, we already congratulated you earlier in this segment about being a new father. And if my calendar is correct, 
your daughter was born somewhere or was your wife was in labor somewhere on co- on college football game day like over a week ago. Does that sound about right? Yes, my daughter was born on the 5th. Um, which was which, a game day. Absolutely. In fact, uh, she was born in time for uh, 11 o'clock kickoffs. <laughs> so, I like the way you uh, planned yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> worked out pretty good. My wife probably would have preferred to have her uh, exit on Friday and the labor was long, but hey, you know what? Uh, she was there for kickoff and uh, we we did watch some football in the, in the hospital. Break. Well, you didn't watch evidently all the games because I'm, I'm going to have to educate you. I'm not picking on you here because this is not a Big 12 team. This is a Big 12 wannabe team, but I heard you mention that SMU had a loss, and you may not know this because you were too busy celebrating the birth of a child. Oh, my God. No, they, no, no. You're right. You're right. They, I, I, for, I forgot. They actually came back. You're right. That I was a little bit loopy, but they did come back and win that game. In triple they? overtime, they came back from an enormous yeah. deficit and beat – they actually beat Tulsa. And SMU yeah. is ranked 19th in the country this week. You know what? That Then they deserve it, and that is, that is crazy because I do remember – you know, half in and half out of uh, consciousness, I guess, watching that game and thinking, wow, if I hadn't been up for 47 straight hours, this would be awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, but hey. I, hey, I just I, wanted I, to let you know so that you didn't go around thinking the ponies had a loss on the no, season. No. I, that was a, I remember now. I did kind of, uh, I did take in that game. I just forgot. So my apologies to all the Southern Methodist uh, University uh, Mustangs out there. The fan. Heck of a year so far. Heck of a year so far. And, and, and I, I bring them up because how about this? And your back nine of college football's rankings. Let me share some of the teams that are currently in there. And I'm looking at you, Tennessee. I'm looking at you, some of the other power programs like Nebraska that I'm not going to be rattling off your name here. Some of your top 25 back half teams include the undefeated Baylor Bears at 18. SMU is at 19. How about this? The Golden Gophers of Minnesota are at number 20. Cincinnati is at 21. I won't say this is a shock that Missouri's in the top 25, but they are at number 22. And then number 24 are the Fighting Mountaineers, but not Big 12 West Virginia. It's the Sunbelt's Appalachian State Mountaineers. And in the coaches' poll, Temple is at number 25. Yeah, Temple working over Memphis pretty good. And I don't think many people saw that coming. No. It's a heck of, heck of a win. Uh, heck of a win for Temple. Yeah, SMU. I don't know when the last time they were in the top 25. Yeah, it was 1983. Yeah, I was about to say. I bet you it starts with an eight. Yeah, that's yeah. been a – Sonny Dykes doing a great job there a on the hill. Texas Tech alum. That's right. Son of Spike Dykes. That's right. And Heck of a job. Again, Texas Tech is alma mater. Iowa State, that's your 12 noon, 11 central. It's got to be tough to wake up in Lubbock, Texas at, at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning and go to a football game. Well, uh, you know, it's if you start hydrating early enough, it's just fine. Okay. Thank you for that. And our final Big 12 football game we want to talk to the barrister about is Oklahoma State hosting that undefeated number 18 Baylor Bears team. This is set for Boone Pickens Stadium, a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Stillwater time. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this this uh, this game, uh, Oklahoma State two weeks ago, if you'd have talked to me about them, I think, and I think we did 
uh, I would have told you, hey, you know, they're they're looking like they're right up there with uh, Texas and Oklahoma as far as the class of the league. Um, and you know, hey, it's only one loss, but uh, they took a they took quite a beating from a, a Texas Tech team that's sitting at three and three. So, uh, kind of a surprising deal there uh, for Oklahoma State, but. Yeah, they still have talent. They still got a, a, a good young quarterback, Spencer Sanders. But uh, that 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 loss to Texas Tech was uh, was surprising, I think, to a lot of people. So uh, I do think they bounce back, and I think they they play well uh, at home. I think maybe this is when Baylor catches their first loss. Uh, Oklahoma State does play well at home, and uh, I think I think they're going to play very well this Saturday. I think they'll get put a lot of points up, and I will put it this way: uh, the 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 offense that was on display against Texas Tech for Baylor that's not going to be enough to get the job done against Oklahoma State. All right, looking back again one more time at your Big Twelve action this football weekend: the West Virginia Mountaineers at Oklahoma, Iowa State at Texas Tech, TCU at Kansas State. Baylor will be in Stillwater to take on the Pokes, and Kansas is at the Texas Longhorns. When we come back on the Y'all Kickoff Show, we're switching over to the SEC as Mike Allison is going to help us direct from Lexington, Kentucky, talk about those Wildcats as the Cats will be going between the hedges to take on a very good Georgia Bulldog program that's trying to get back on the track here in Week 8. We'll talk about that matchup, but all the other SEC fun here as Mike Allison is our guest in our SEC Spotlight of the Y'all Kickoff Show, and that is up next. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is in Introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show, and that, one of the great songs of the University of Kentucky, as the Cats with a big win in Week 7, finally getting back on the winning side of things. At 3-3, three and three, the Cats find themselves, and they'll be going down to Georgia. The Wildcats went to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. 
And we're going to kind of talk about that game and a whole lot more here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. We are going to go to Lexington, Kentucky now and welcome in Mike Allison. Mike and I have worked together for many, many years on a show called the Kentucky Cat Line. That's a one-hour all-UK show. That's on a hiatus right now. You can't find episodes of that right this second. But Mike's very involved in the sports community of Lexington, Kentucky, and he's been kind enough to join us here talking SEC football week eight. Well, Kentucky and Georgia is your evening game on ESPN from Sanford Stadium, set for a six o'clock kickoff between the Wildcats, again, three and three, and the number 10 Georgia Bulldogs. They dropped down seven spots this week after their loss to the Fighting Roosters, Georgia, five and one on the season. Now, let's go through some of the other SEC fun as we're visiting with Mike Allison here, a Kentucky Wildcat guy, probably born with a blue birthday suit, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. All right. Also in the SEC this weekend, you got the third Saturday in October matchup between number one Alabama and Tennessee, which is on a win streak. This game set for a 9 Eastern, 8 o'clock T-Town kickoff on ESPN. Your thoughts on this one? I, I'm, a, I'm an Alabama football fan, like, only because it's out of respect. Like Alabama really- football fan and Kentucky Wildcat basketball fan. You you got a well, tough no, tough road I'm there. A UK, I'm a UK I'm a UK football fan first and foremost. Okay, but how how can you not respect Alabama? Like honestly, like if you're a really good football player in the state of Kentucky, and Alabama calls you to go play football for them, go. And if you're a fo- if you're, now yes, we would like to keep all of our in-state boys, but. If you're a UK football fan and this kid is good enough that Alabama calls and you don't support their decision to go to Alabama, something's wrong with you. I use DeMarcus Cousins as an example all the time. Damian Harris did just that. His final two schools were UK and Alabama. If you're going to go to Alabama when national title games rush for 120 yards and go to the NFL and be on national TV every week, do that. You're from Richmond, Kentucky. You worked hard. You got the opportunity to play at the University of Alabama, play in national championship games, and now you're in the NFL, like living out your dream. Who knows if that happens at Kentucky? It might. It has a better chance now than it ever has. But it's the same thing with DeMarcus Cousins. Alabama, Mr. Basketball, you and Eric Bledsoe, you absolutely destroyed it. Yeah, you could have gone to Alabama, and y'all might have been okay, and you might have surprised some people. But let's be honest. You were going to lose 12 games. You're going to be a bubble team no matter who they get. But you come to UK, you meet you meet John Wall. Your career is amazing. You're one fluke opportunity of West Virginia running some weird convoluted 1-3-1 defense, <laughs> and and you're, back, you're in the Final Four. You're an SEC champion. And now, you, you know, you're a solid NBA player. I mean, he's had the injury bug, but that's nobody's fault. And here we are. So it just makes sense. So when I'm in the airport and somebody's walking by me and they've got on an Alabama football shirt, I tell them roll tide. Uh-huh. Not because, not because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a bandwagon fan, but because you got to respect greatness. I mean, you know, Yankees currently in the middle of trying to win the World Series. I know people are supposed to hate them, but how can you hate greatness? Like, I mean, it's just, and I have a coworker that likes to like every team that is anti UK, but just because that's in his nature. And I'm like, bro, like, 
I understand your philosophy, but you're wrong. Like, <laughs> why? Well, I'm not saying that you got to go buy season tickets. I'm not saying you got to watch every game, but you have to acknowledge greatness. I don't hate Duke. I hate what they've done to us a couple times, but Coach K is a class act. How can you hate that? Yeah. Well, we hate the fact that you're uh, telling us like it is. I guess that's what we're we're talking with Mike Callison here on the Y'all Show and getting you ready for the kickoff again. It's Tennessee, Alabama. Are you going to go with Alabama on this one? Yeah, I'm going with Alabama on okay. this. Tennessee can't keep up with them. Alabama's defense probably not as strong as it always has been. Yeah. Uh, but 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 Najee Harris is is amazing, and their offense is doing pretty good. And and Tua is incredibly smart. Um, so I, you know, I gotta watch it, but Hey, listen, while we're talking sec football and, and, and me being honest and recognizing things, how they are and, and knowing who, who you tend to favor, I will have to say that my all time favorite sec football experience happened at the Grove at Ole Miss. Oh, okay. Well, that was the next game I was going to mention. As on Saturday evening on the SEC Network, you can tune in and watch a pair of three-win teams. The Aggies coming off that loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're going to be taking on the Land Sharks of Mississippi, a game set at Vault Hemingway Stadium for a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Oxford time kick. When did you go to the Grove? Uh, it's been several years ago. Um, we, were on a, we were on a bachelor party trip. And it was it was uh, Friday night, and we realized that we weren't too far away from Oxford, Mississippi. So we made about a we made after making about a six and a half hour drive um, into Missouri. We made, we made about another three and a half four hour, and got there just about the time everybody's having a really good time. Didn't go to the game, just went just went down to the Grove. Don't even remember who they were playing. Don't remember much about the night, but I remember a lot about the scenery. And I have to tell you. That that is that is a place to that's a place that everybody should check out. All right. Well, it is going to be a I guess big weekend. Although I hate to tell you though, with with all that being said, Texas A and M is going to win the game. All right. Uh, did you have a chance to see them play Alabama this past weekend? Yes, I did. And listen, Texas A and M is a team that nobody wants to play. They're going to come prepared every week. They just got you know outperformed, and it's like like uh, last year's a perfect example. UK couldn't do much about them. Defense kept us in the game, gave us an opportunity to win. We can blame coaches. We can blame play calling. The simple fact is there was a team on the other side of the field trying to keep the Cats from winning that game. That's kind of what happened when they were playing Arkansas. They bowed up when they needed to. Arkansas kept it close. They thought they were going to do something special. Texas A&M holds on to win the game. Alabama, they just out-footballed them. I mean, they just got – you know, but Texas A&M and, 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 and Fisher, they're going to be a team that nobody's going to want to play for the foreseeable future. Well, they have one of the hardest schedules in the country. This they one is not one do. of their most difficult challenges this week. And Mike is predicting a win for the Aggies on the road. In SEC East action, you got a battle of the best team in the East so far based on the fact they haven't lost a conference game. The number 22 Missouri Tigers will be in Nashville picking their guitars right at Vanderbilt Stadium. This game's going to be your mid-afternoon game on the SEC Network. How about the Mizzou Tigers? I hope I'm wrong, um, but I do have some coworkers that went to Mizzou, and uh, I think they'll become. I think they become the first SEC, or well, not the first, but I think they become uh, bowl eligible this weekend at the expense of the Commodores. Well, that's no bold statement there, Vanderbilt. Like I said, they lost big time to the Rebels this past weekend. They've lost to the Rebels two weeks in a row. 
the team from Mississippi first week, and then the most embarrassing, they lost to UNLV. I didn't even know they had a football team still in Vegas. I, I know, thought that was coming next either. year. I really didn't know they had one either. Yeah. That was a tough loss there and a lot of problems on West End for Vandy. But Missouri, as he's saying, is going to get bowl eligible. But they, they've got a real chance to perhaps emerge as the SEC East champs because they got Florida coming into Columbia this year. I think they do have to go to Athens. But uh, go ask South Carolina. Athens, that's not a challenge. Come on, that's easy. LSU and Mississippi State are your CBS Sports Afternoon Showcase from Davis Wade Stadium. Did you have a chance to see that Florida LSU game? I think that was the I think that was the best game of the weekend. Um, they they're good. Uh, Joe Burrow is good, and even if you try to take that away, once again LSU's got two or three guys that can run for a hundred yards on any given play. Um, I, I like them. They they look solid. And you've already seen Mississippi State this year as they dispatched your Kentucky Wildcats. MSU, do they have the ability to to get back after losing a embarrassing game on Rocky Top and maybe pull out the victory at home against the number two LSU Tigers? They'll stay if they stay in their lanes defensively. It'll force them to pass. The downside of that is they can really pass. Yeah. And uh, so, th- is there a chance? There's always a chance. Is it likely? Probably not. Okay, LSU and Mississippi State. That is your three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central time kick again on CBS from Davis Wade Stadium. Another SEC West game of note. Those Razorbacks try to rebound after losing at the big shopping bag known as Kroger Field, and they'll be at Razorback Stadium this weekend for a game against the number eleven. Auburn Tigers. Auburn had the weekend off after losing in the Swamp. This game is your early game on the SEC Network, 12 noon, 11 Fayetteville time between the Hogs and the War Eagle Plainsmen. Thoughts on this one? Well, see, now Auburn is in one of those positions this year where nobody's talking about them, yet they're, and I'm, I'm aware of the fact they're in the top 25, but nobody's talking about them, and they're quietly winning games. And I think that's a recipe for them to continue to play good football because they want to hurt some people's feelings. And I feel like they're going to get one more tune-up at the expense of the Hogs. All right. Do you think Arkansas is going to win a conference game this year? Yes, I do. You do? I just don't don't know who it'll be. Um, They're not a bad team. They're they're not a bad team. They, They lost to us based off of preparation. I think if if in the middle of the week they had caught wind of some of our new wrinkles, and have been able to make adjustments, we're guilty of that too. When a team brings in a backup quarterback, I mean, just look what happened in the Florida game. We were we were in control of that game. Felipe Franks goes down. They bring in a pocket passer with a little bit of with a little bit of leg work, and we couldn't make the adjustments in time. If that happens in the first half, we get an opportunity to make adjustments, that outcome's different. And of course we're still a field goal chance away from winning that game. So I uh, you know it's just, it's just, man. That's just college football, especially yep. in the SEC. I Col- mean, look at Jalen, look at Jalen Hurts, what he's doing now that he's not in the SEC. I know, I know. And speaking of the way college football works, last weekend going into that game in Athens, Will Muschamp's Gamecocks. Uh, yes, they had just beaten Kentucky, but man, was he catching all kinds of grief. And he goes in and beats Georgia. And now this weekend, the Gamecocks are at williams Bryce for an early game on ESPN against his old employer, the University of Florida, which comes in ranked number nine in the country after that loss in Death Valley. And this is going to be a fun one early on Saturday. Your thoughts on this matchup? That could potentially be the game of the weekend, honestly. That, that could be... Um... I like it. Florida's tough on defense, but I mean, 
South Carolina's got everybody's attention. The coach has got the players' attention. And I, it's an early game. That bodes well. Williams-Brice gets loud. They won't get too cocky, play on words, um, because it's a noon game. They won't have a, they won't have a lot of time to drink in those cockaboose things they've got outside of the stadium. But it could potentially be the game. It could be the game of the weekend. All right. So South Carolina potentially could go to four and three and have a winning record. And they do have the toughest schedule in all of college football this year and quite a turnaround for Will Muschamp. But just like Kentucky, he's having to do some quarterback maneuverings with injuries and such. And we'll find out if they can keep the energy going after that big win in Athens last weekend. And a reminder, those Kentucky Wildcats will be between the hedges taking on Georgia. It's your evening game on ESPN. When the Y'all Kickoff Show gets back after this short timeout, we'll have our final segment. It's college football lanyard. We'll take a look at the group of five schools from the American, the CUSA Conference, and Sunbelt Fund. And we'll also look at some of the big FCS contests going on in the South. That's ahead in college football land. Yep, that's coming up next. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. segment of the y'all kickoff show and you hear that song there and all i have to say is roll wave as tulane has a big game in american football conference and if they win this one no doubt tulane will move into the top 25 and lord knows how long it's been since the greenies have been in college football's top 25 this is a game that's going to be on espn too more on that matchup in just a second from the american we'll start off today talking a little sunbelt fun as that conference had some games that started way earlier in this week in fact troy defeated the south alabama jags in the battle for the belt and the trojans moved to three and three on the season winning 37 13 a game played Wednesday night. I don't think anywhere in the cards is it meant for to be for college football to have a Wednesday night football game, but that's the way it is in Sunbelt. And I know Mac Action has always had Tuesday night and Wednesday night crazy games, but 
Yes, they got it going early in the Wiregrass of Alabama this week, and Troy defeats their fellow school from the state of Alabama, the South Alabama Jags, 37-13. Thursday night lights, you had Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette getting together at Centennial Bank Indian Stadium in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And now on the football Saturday fun of the Sun Belt, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers at 3-3. Three and three. They don't have to go all that far this week with the Sun Belt. Teams go from almost one coast to another it seems but the coastal carolina program at three and three will be going to not so far away statesboro georgia a game at allen e paulson stadium as the georgia southern eagles two and three not the best of seasons for either one of these programs they get together for a game on espn three set for a three o'clock statesboro time kick louisiana monroe will be in boone for a game at kid brewer stadium against the number 24 appalachian state mountaineers way to go there coach drinkwitz in your first year after scott satterfield took off for greener pastures at louisville louisville of course hosting clemson here this weekend this game there at kid brewer is going to be a 330 230 central kick on espn plus the warhawks and the mountaineers georgia state has a out of conference match at home at georgia state stadium against jeff munkin and the army black knights coach munkin used to be the head coach not at georgia state but at georgia southern and he marches his army black knights into atlanta for a game against the four and two georgia state panthers and should be a good one there there in downtown atlanta that's set for a seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central time kick between army and the panthers of gsu that is sunbelt action going on here this weekend now we go to conference usa and friday night lights in that conference florida atlantic hosting marshall at fau football stadium the friday night lights turns to saturday action and it'll be a mid-afternoon game going on at joe Ellett stadium in ruston as i i call this kind of a mississippi river rivalry louisiana tech at five and one hosts a four and two jay hobson coach southern miss golden eagle game again this will be on the nfl network i love how the nfl network's got some college games and the bulldogs and a guy that actually played for them i think he played for them who transferred out of louisiana tech to go to southern miss is the quarterback for the golden eagles is jack abraham and he was at louisiana tech now that i think about it but now he's i think in the senior year coaching or quarterback in the eagles and they'll be there in ruston as the southern miss four and two and louisiana tech five and one set for a three thirty eastern two thirty ruston time kick in lincoln parish louisiana on the nfl network another csua game going on in denton is middle tennessee state they'll be going on to take the north texas mean green eagles four o'clock eastern three o'clock denton texas time kick there again and that'll be at apogee stadium old dominion will be in birmingham at legion field this will be a digital only espn plus game set for a four o'clock eastern three o'clock uab time kick as the monarchs and the uab blazers face off uab with only one loss on the season they lost at western kentucky and the blazers are now five and one and slowly marching their way back to another bowl game western kentucky the aforementioned western kentucky hilltoppers they've got a game at lt smith stadium in bowling green hosting the 49ers of the university of north carolina charlotte at the alamo dome and san antone a battle of texas programs as the roadrunners will be hosting the un 
I guess it, it's not undefeated. It's unwinnable. Rice Owls. Yeah, White Rice is unfortunately 0-6 on the season. And maybe, just maybe, they can find a way to win this weekend. A game set on ESPN3, set for a 7 o'clock, rather 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock San Antonio time kick was UTSA and the Rice Owls. And our final CUSA game going on on this football Saturday as the UTEP Mounters. They actually have won a game this year. They are, uh, I guess, they're taking over. Rice has taken over the spot where UTEP left off as UTEP is on the road at FIU Stadium in Miami taking on Florida International, FIU, and Butch Davis 3-3 three and three right now hosting UTEP. And that's your final CUSA game that again is on ESPN Plus at seven o'clock, six o'clock Central. And now to the American Conference. You've got some good games going on there on this football Saturday, starting early on ESPNU. UConn and Houston have a date in East Hartford. UConn is struggling. They're about to get kicked out of the American Conference, by the way, when they go to the Big East Conference pretty soon. Temple and SMU have a game at Gerald J. Ford Stadium. This is a top 25 matchup as the Ponies are in the top 25 at number 19, and they're undefeated. All things going well. This game will be on ESPN2, by the way. The Golden Hurricane of Tulsa will be at number 21 Cincinnati and a game at Nippert Stadium set for ESPNU at 3.30 Eastern time. The Navy Midshipmen, Navy Midshipmen will be at home at Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis taking on the Bulls of South Florida. This will be on the CBS Sports Network, set for a 3.30 Annapolis time kick. As East Carolina is also playing here on CBS Sports Network, they've got the game following Navy South Florida. The Pirates and Mike Houston will be going to Orlando at Spectrum Stadium. Will they be going off against UCF? UCF, what's their record these days? The Knights are 4-2, and two. East Carolina 3-3, three and three, again, on CBS Sports Network. And the last game of the American of Note is at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in the Bluff City. And the Memphis Tigers, go Tigers, go, are 5-1. and one, And they're going to be going up against another 5-1 and one program, the Tulane Green Wave. And uh, I've been giving Tulane some love. I think the winner of this one could end up back in the top 25. Memphis, which was there earlier in the year, but slipped out after their loss to the Temple Owls a couple weeks ago Tulane may get in the top 25 for the first time in a long long time just like SMU's done it's Tulane and Memphis this game on ESPN2 set for a 7 o'clock Eastern 6 o'clock Memphis 901 time uh, there at the Liberty Bowl should be a darn good game going on Saturday night it's New Orleans versus the city of Memphis the Green Waves and the Memphis Tigers and that's your American Conference fun here in week 8 now let's give good old FCS football a little love, if you don't mind. And one game of note started on Thursday as the Battle of East Tennessee happened in the Southern Conference. The ETSU Bucks and the Chattanooga Mocs got together at Finley Stadium. That game I just wanted to point out, since those two teams only meet up one time a year on the gridiron, both in the Southern Conference, both there on the eastern third of the state of Tennessee. And as far as what's going on here on this football Saturday and small college football, FCS football, to the Ivy ranks we go, and actually Harvard is stepping out of conference to go to Worcester, Massachusetts for a game at Fitton Field. They're taking on Holy Cross. Holy Toledo, Harvard's playing Holy Cross. This is a 12 o'clock Harvard time, Boston time kick there in Massachusetts between Harvard 
and Holy Cross. Now to the Southern Conference, a big battle that starts early on Saturday. It's going to be a 1 o'clock Eastern, high noon Central Time kick. A rivalry game, two game, two teams from the state of South Carolina, the Furman Paladins, the leader of the Southern Conference. They're perfect in that conference with only two losses overall. They lost Heartbreakers to Georgia State and to Virginia Tech, and the Paladins host the Citadel Bulldogs at Paladin Stadium. Again, this is a game on ESPN3. You can tune in and watch digitally a great rivalry game about 500 knobs the freshman cadets from the citadel will be making the drive up interstate 26 from charleston to to greenville south carolina to the Furman campus to see this one also in fcs football here this weekend another game out of the ivy league ranks the penn quakers will be at columbia this game is at lawrence ween stadium in new york city the lions and the quakers there in a game set on espn plus at 1:30 new york city time also in FCS football, how about the Kennesaw State Owls? They'll be at Clinton, South Carolina, at Bailey Memorial Stadium, where they'll be facing off, I think, maybe for the last time as conference foes. The Presbyterian College Blue Hose will be hosting the Owls of Kennesaw State, KSU in the top 25 of FCS football. They're 5-1. and one. Presbyterian has not won a game all year. In fact, Presbyterian is downshifting out of the Big South Conference into the Pioneer Conference pretty soon. That's a conference that does not have scholarships so they're getting away from scholarship football at presbyterian there in clinton south carolina to the to the swack we go and this weekend in itabina in the mississippi delta at rice titan stadium it's walter payton u versus jerry rice u as the jackson state tigers and the mississippi valley state delta devils have a game set for three o'clock eastern two o'clock itabina time it'd be a good game there on espn3 encourage you to tune in and see the fun there between these two in-state foes getting together in the mississippi delta let's go to the southland conference and the bearcats of sam houston state are four and three and they're going to be hosting at bauer stadium in huntsville texas the nichols state colonels nichols is four and two and the nichols colonels have a quarterback there that you might recognize the last name a guy that used to be a quarterback in the sec in the early 80s who went on to be a very beloved quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. You want to take a guess who that might be? This youngster, his daddy's got to be at least uh, 60 years old now, and this guy's 20, so his daddy must have been 40 or something when he had him. It would be the one and only Gretna, Louisiana native John Forcade, number 11, who played college at the University of Mississippi, went undrafted in 1982, spent a long time in all kinds of professional ranks, playing in Canada for the BC Lions and Winnipeg, played for the Memphis Showboats of the USFL, and then, like I said, found his way to the New Orleans Saints, where he played quarterback for the Saints from 1987 to 1990, and then coached a bunch of arena football and more, and most recently has been an executive with a program called the New Mexico Stars, a professional indoor football team out in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Never heard of him. But his son is the quarterback of the Nichols Colonels right now. And Nichols has on the road at Sam Houston State. Again, this is a game set for a 2 o'clock Huntsville, Texas time kick. 
Other games of note in FCS football, William and Mary, the tribe at Zabel Stadium in Williamsburg. They host their fellow Virginia school. The James Madison Dukes come in at 6-1. and one. This is a 3.30 Eastern time kick between these two CAA programs. Also out of the Big South, the Campbell Camels at Bowie's Creek in North Carolina. They're going to be hosting the Hampton Pirates, a Big South conference game going on between these two. This will be on ESPN Plus, set for a 4 o'clock Eastern time kick. To the OVC ranks we go, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks and SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, which had a tough loss at Austin P last week. And Jacksonville State at 5-2 and two will be hosting this game at Burgess Snows Field in Jacksonville, Alabama. And then you got Austin P, the aforementioned Austin P. Govs. Hey, did you know? I didn't know this until I actually watched some of their game against SEMO last week. Austin P, their head coach, has come over from Louisiana Lafayette, the guy that was the head coach there for many years and took the Raging Cajuns to bowl games that then ended up getting fired. He's now the head coach of the Austin P. Govs. And that would be former Delta State fighting Okra quarterback turned coach Mark Hudspeth, again, who coached Louisiana Lafayette for about eight years, 2011 to 2017, and then was an assistant last year at Mississippi State, a school he's worked with before, now back as a head coach at Austin P. And Austin P. doing quite good there in Clarksville, Tennessee, this season at 4-2. and two. They'll be just down I-24 with a game at Nissan Stadium. Yes, home of the Titans, that stadium this Saturday, hosting the Tennessee State-Austin P game, a game set for a 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Nashville time kick. And that'll put a wrap on all of the football fun here in our eighth week of college football. And that will wrap the Y'all Kickoff Show for this week. Well, I'm John Rawl. Thank you for listening and hope all the best for your favorite college football team. Or maybe you've got a couple of different ones. Or maybe this is a business for you and you've got a bunch of games you're kind of keeping your eye out on. Maybe this will be a productive weekend. Hey, that's legal in several of our southern states. So maybe this show can help you have a good day at the office. Well, until next week, week number nine of college football, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the games, and we'll be right back here to join you and get you ready for kickoff. Until that time, have a great weekend from Dixie with love. We'll get you to kickoff.